Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show today is the 6th of January. It is Wednesday morning. It is Relationship Wednesday on the show. And we are just moving along into the new year. Every day there's like something huge happening. And yet at the same time, it's really kind of super quiet. So just living in that dichotomy alone is interesting. But today we have a different dichotomy. How important is romance to our relationships because it's going to change form. It's never going to be like it was when you first met each other because you were brand new to each other. But last week I got this inbox and it said, I really needed to hear that show today about what does being a couple mean? It's really hard to get rid of the idea of a romantic relationship out of my mind. I do try. We have respect. We don't hurt each other. Admiration. Hmm, I still admire him. But the need for romance is still there. So I have asked the question, how do I live without romance? I have been a stay-at-home mom, and I think I need to start following my other dreams for myself. I think when I do this, I wouldn't be so hung up on romance. And I said in that write-up that there is more. So here is the more. When you are married and you grow, P.S., when you are married and you grew with the idea of romance, no matter how You want to erase it. The concept comes back and you look for it. Then you feel sad. Then you snap out of it by by just being thankful for what you have. You are okay for a while. Then the idea comes back again. It is hard and it makes me cry. Then ultimately, I am just happy to be alive. I am thinking there must be something else I am supposed to work on. I am supposed to learn. I am just not pushing myself to find out. Perhaps, perhaps the lesson of I can do anything if I put more effort, if I put more passion and commitment, then maybe it. Perhaps I am living my life right now half 
wholeheartedly. Think about that. The decision to live life half-heartedly because you're looking for something that can be there, but it needs your energy. If your energy is living in that ego part that's trying to take away your family and your relationship and everything you have and saying, you know, you need this or you're not going to be happy. Leave all of this and go find it out there. When all it did was change its form, realistically, that's what it did. And what happened was you didn't change with it, grow in depth with it. My my father used to say, and I think it's the only dating advice he ever gave me, we weren't allowed to date, so forget that it was dating advice, but life advice, something that he happened to say to me when I used to go to work with him and we would drive home. Those were our best talks. It was like one of the few times it was just the two of us. And, you know, with, with six kids, any parent time you can have is huge. And he said to me one day, Nadia, anyone can have sex, but not anyone can have a relationship. And it never left me. That was so true that I thought, oh, my God, that's true. Anyone can have sex, but not anyone can have a relationship. The relationship is the prize because anyone can have sex. And romance is different than sex. Romance is the feeling, the feeling that we let become second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, until we can't even see it anymore. And then we think, well, holy cow, it's gone. I got to go. Instead of, what's my part in that? What have I done to switch this up? Why do I feel unrested? Why do I think that romance is going to fix me and it's not here? And you're right. That cycle of looking at your family and saying, oh, my gosh, look at what I've got, that gratefulness, that feeling of overwhelming, that's the purity that we talk about, that we look for, that we want crave that we even if you were to leave and go look for that romance you would want the replica of what you actually have because we all are hardwired to truth love and purity if someone came to me and said my partner just lied my partner is not taking good care of our children setting up our children to fail hurting them putting them down abusing them emotionally and physically, that's something that you have to fix from the outside in. But this is an inside job. This is an inside job. You are not without 
romance, you just don't feel you have options to bring it back because you're like, I already know how he's going to react. I already know he would love that, but, you know, I don't want to try with him. I already know him. I want to know someone new. When we think that, who separates from our, us from ourselves and makes us feel sad and gives us despair? It's ego. Ego comes in, looks like it's saving the day, giving you something to shoot for. But if you were to go back to that fork in the road and repave it for love, you would see that you aren't missing anything. Love isn't missing anything. A romance you're looking for, and I said it last week and I'm going to say it again, take good care of yourself. Dress better. Eat better. And I see you on Facebook and I know that that's happening. But the more you take care of yourself, the more you will take care of what is around you. But discounting someone because you are not putting an effort in to the part that you're looking for outside. When I, when I hear this kind of talk, I know it's ego and not heart. In my whole existence, my whole life's work is to get us to touch what lives in our heart. And to let that be what runs our days, the truth, the love, the purity. It is far-reaching to say, okay, what don't I have in my life right now? Hmm. And then your, your radar goes out and it starts looking. Well, I got that, and I got that, and I got that, and you have like 50 got that. And then you have that one thing that isn't. And why hyper-focus on that? Is it missing as opposed to how did we get here and how can I make it better? It is so easy to overlook our gifts. It is even more easy to overlook the miracles of being with someone starting a family with them, creating an ecosystem that works. It doesn't doesn't come easy. So when it is easy, it's because it is working, not because it is not working. Just this past week, I told a full-grown man to run, not walk away from his situation. And he's been married a long time. They have adult children. So I don't take what I'm saying to you lightly. I know where you're at. I get that. That whole cycle of, hey, but I appreciate this. I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden you you get that kick from the back, that nagging feeling that wants to tell you, this is not okay. It's not working. Look, he's not romantic. And it's all left on him. And he doesn't even know you're thinking that. So he's like a double blind, right? 
You're thinking it. You're looking at what's missing, and he's the symbol of that. And he's walking around thinking everything's okay, has no idea, probably would like more romance himself. You're both double blind. You're holding on to this, and he's the problem. And he doesn't know he's the problem, but he would sure love the solution. And he doesn't know it's all on him to be romantic for you. So let's talk about what the number one thing is. The number one thing in every relationship is communication. So what would communication sound like in a conversation with all of this brewing inside of you and you feeling lonely and sad because of it and not able to utilize the best of your relationship every day because you're looking at your relationship as lacking. So what would be the conversation? What would you say to your partner if romance is dwindling and you're feeling like, well, I want to cut and run. I'm not living my life. You are living your life. Your life doesn't start when you leave. Your life is already started and you're already there. So how would you communicate? What would that look like? You would start by saying, hey, John, I feel like we're hitting a stalemate here. What can we do about it? What can we do about it? What fun thing can we do? Can we take a three-day trip or a two-day trip? Now with coronavirus, that's a hard one. But can we create a date night in our yard for now and let's plan a trip for next year? Can we decide that we're going to watch a movie together after the kids go to sleep or wake up early and just have breakfast together and actually talk to each other? Not one of us read a paper or both of us on our phones catching up, catching up, because we're always catching up. The catching up will never, ever end. So how about that? Why don't we do that? Instead of me being silent and pushing you away. Because in truth, what I really want is you the way we were. I've kind of lost my way because every day was just busy and has stress in it. Just has stress in it. Not my fault, not your fault at all. These feelings are normal. These feelings are natural. They're just a white flag saying, hey, pay attention to me because I don't want you guys to grow apart. Nothing comes at our door and says, oh, I'm here. I'm romance. Oh, I'm here. I'm a job. Oh, I'm here. I'm your answer. What comes to our door is the experience so that we find the answer, our real job. 
It's not easy to have this tape continuously go through your mind. So what I would recommend, you have the conversation, you both get to talk to each other, and you understand that you guys are in a whole different place, right? You're in that place where you're saying, I want to do something with you. I really do think you're fun. I just stopped trying. And maybe you did too. But then I got to take you to the best medicine I have found yet to curb ego's appetite in us. When it walks in and makes everything sound good and shiny and like, oh, I'll get you what you want. Just do this. Leave everybody. They're old news. Yeah, they're good people, but who cares? I need what I want. I'm never full, but I want you to fill me up. And then once you listen to me, I'm going to leave you high and dry because I always have a great entrance plan, but I never have an exit plan because that's when I drop you. When you don't get what you thought you were looking for, I'm like, whoop, not me, wash my hands of you, ha ha, go take care of yourself. That's ego. That's why people have self-worth issues. Because once you listen to ego, it drops you. And when you don't listen to ego, it works feverishly. It's like your best friend. It's there every day. It's talking every day. But what it's saying is the killer. Because you're like, wow, I might be thinking this for a reason. Maybe I'm done here. Maybe I just don't want to see anyone in my family again. They're too boring for me. That's how ego talks to us. So what medicine do we have? How do we medicate those thoughts? I mean, ego tries every day with me. I don't know about you. Every single day. It comes in, guns a-blazing, and it keeps shooting until it gets into your heart. And then you're in trouble because it's not going to give you anything worth having. And then there you are. I'm so sad because it really does sound real to us. It really tries hard. It doesn't stop. It's like the most relentless effort ever put on us. If we put into what we want, the way ego tries to get into us, we'd be done with ego. But because when we hear it, at first we don't recognize it. It comes in so nice. Oh, you poor thing. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a poor thing. And it says, yeah, you are. It's because you don't have this. You don't have money or you don't have love or you don't have romance or you don't have kids or you don't have a job or you don't, 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 don't. It just doesn't stop. And they're like, yeah, you're right. I don't have anything. That's what happens. That's, that's ego for you. Probably the best actor on the face of this earth, that actor, who looks like he's patting you on the back and cuddling you. 
But that cuddle is short-lived. I see in the chat, it says, but I love my ego. I love it too because it's taught me how to find myself. But my best medicine for it, how do I combat the voice that tries to make me feel like everything's wrong? That part I don't love. But at least I recognize it. Ego has a job. Ego is a threshold for us to grow over, grow over, to grow over, not to live in because there is no path. It doesn't have a plan. So you can love your ego. I can love my ego. But what is it asking me to do? And you said, without my ego, I wouldn't have much motivation. I would beg to differ on that one. And I would say, well, showing off is like your favorite thing. Well, there you go. That's ego right there. It's not a bad thing. It's a choice. But in truth, there is one thing on the face of our earth that is more powerful than our ego. And I know you all know the answer to this, but I have to say it. It's love. Love is the strongest energy we have. And I say this all the time. Love is so far ahead that it looks like it's behind. We still view people who love as weak. Ah, look at how silly they are. They believe in love. I can get away with anything on them. Can you? Can you? Show me where love didn't work out long term. Where the strategy of doing your best didn't work out. Because that's what I would love to know. I mean, I'm as curious as heck when it comes to that. And I still haven't given you the medicine, and I'm not even holding out. It's just that there is so much to say that I can't help but say it. Because the truth is like, you don't end. You can just keep going. With ego, it stops at you listening to it. The minute you listen to it, it runs away. It says, go talk to my ex-wife about why love doesn't last forever. I am not talking about that love. I'm not talking about somebody else's love. I am talking about your love for you. At this point in our lives, we all have an ex somewhere of some kind, an ex-friend, an ex-partner, an ex-marriage, an ex-something. But how we deal with it, it's not about love lasting, pure love for yourself. Because no matter where you go, you are the one with you. You are the one with you. You have to love you. And then how anybody else feels about you doesn't have that same impact. I was married. I have an ex who left me high and dry. But because I had 
some bones in me to protect myself and take care of myself. I made it without having to pick on them to feel good about me. I already felt good about me. That's why I recognized what they were doing. So now they say, I am never alone or unloved. God is always watching. Well, now that's a great segue. We have about five minutes left to the medicine of your family, your home, your fear that you will never feel romance again, your sadness that you feel like something's missing in your marriage. These are not easy feelings to feel. I I hear you. But it isn't just a marriage, it's a family. It isn't just a family, there is trust. It isn't just trust, there is commitment. When we leave our relationships and we start running around in the world, we realize how how little commitment is hard to find. Someone who will actually commit to growth. So every time ego comes in and starts telling you everything's missing and you start to feel bad and and feel like, wow, I'm I'm just sad and you want to go curl up because you really don't know what to do with those feelings. And your partner doesn't know you're feeling them, so they're like behind the eight ball. No matter what they do, it's going to be wrong because they're going to do what they're doing every day and you're going to do what you do every day, so nothing's going to change except for your feeling of sadness, is going to go deeper. And that's where it gets super hard. So that's why I'm facing this and and took two weeks to answer your question. I get how you feel. But you guys accomplished a lot together, and I feel like I'm fighting for you in your marriage Because ego's voice got way louder than anything else you can hear and your focus has been put on you missing out on life. But in truth, that's not what's happening. You will learn romance in greater depth, but you have to try. It doesn't come as easy later on. Because you guys get busier and your responsibility gets more and you have to deal with real life things. But the true romance is pulling that rabbit out of your hat and giving it a get-go, dressing up for each other, reminding each other how good it was to find each other in this world. Because our world is messy. Whether we like it or not, it's messy. And we don't know what people are into. We don't know what they've done before they met us. We can find out. But there's certain things that you hit in life where you get to a point where you get to a point that you're wondering why you're doing what you're doing. Really remind yourself what's important to you. And when that happens, say, God, I want what you want. Everything.
ever since Christ ran that one by me. Fret over things that the ego says. And I've been faster to recognize it. Because I'd get a feeling and I'd be like, wow, that just didn't make me feel good. Where did that come from? And I'm like, you know what, God? That sounds super good, tasty, alluring. But I don't want it if you don't want it. It means nothing to me without you. If somebody comes at me a little combative, what would God want? What would God say to that? I'm not God. But that's my energy exchange right there. My energy exchange is with God, which rises it above the chatter of ego. Our ego is not an answer. It is a threshold. It is a lesson if we need that lesson. But once you are aware of its voice, God, I want what you want is the medicine. You guys, I love you so very much. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Send in your dreams. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.